Hello, hello, welcome everyone. Welcome to Hope Stream. We are uh, live on your Facebook uh, stream. Um, we're here to, to express some hope in some dark situations. Um, we have an amazing guest today, and I'm really looking forward to this interview. Um, it's with my dear, dear friend, uh, Matthew Thompson. Um, I'm going to introduce him in just a moment. And then the, doing the sound, taking care of all the technical um, issues is Pastor Sean of Hope Radio here at Ro Hope Recovery. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> this is going to be a great show. And, and All about recovery. Recovery. <laughs> yes, yes. Recovery, advancement, growth, development, light in a dark situation. And uh, that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to talk about. Um, and uh, I want to welcome everyone that's uh, watching or tuning in. Um, I'm monitoring uh, the comments. So if you have any questions, any input, we would love to get some interaction from anybody that's tuning in. Um, Matt, I love you, my brother. How are you? Yes. Amen. Good. Holding up. Yes. 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 Um, so, uh, Matt's going to share uh, his story and, and going to share some of the tools that uh, helped him get equipped, the connection that he had with God. Um, just a little overview. Uh, my, my dear friend Matt um, spent 27 years incarcerated um, in prison, 27 years straight. And, wow. uh, and you know, we're all about uh, Sons of Strength and at Center of Hope. We're all about helping men yeah. get breakthrough. And uh, this is an amazing Amen. story of triumph. Go ahead, Matt. Okay, my name is Matthew Thompson. And uh, I've been uh, out since April 23rd of 2018. I did 27 years in CDC. And, man, this this story that that the Lord has given me is so powerful and i just want to share it just you know i know we don't have a lot of time but i was arrested at age uh 20 years old in 1991 hmm. so i was arrested in san diego county for first degree murder robbery and spent like we said 27 years and the journey that the lord has given me I mean, I shared with Pastor Mike before about like, uh, like bits and pieces of it. But <clears throat> one thing I remember was, was what they told me in, in San Diego court when I was 20 years old, that I would die in prison. Mm. That's what they told me. So when I went in in 1991, I had this mentality. Like I didn't know, I didn't, uh, have like, like no direction. So it was like survival mode, you know? Right. But I remember, man, my mom kept, my mom kept sending this pastor up to see me, man. He was bringing me Bibles and I was throwing them away. Mm. 
but I always asked him, I, I said, why are you so pers- like, pers- like pursuing on me, man? Like, and he said, God is love. And I remembered that when I went in right. and, and like all these situations, I mean, I couldn't put them all like in one hour, but I always remember like, like the different prisons, the different situations I went through. It was, it, I, it was like God, like gave me this compass to know, like to navigate through this, this situation through his word. Right. And even today people ask me like, how do I give it to God? How do I give my addiction to God? And, and it's, I mean, there's no like solution. You have to pick up God's word and be serious about the problem and find the solution. Right. So, uh, Matt, you so know, there was, you know, a lot of times we're dealing with the symptoms, but you know, even in your case, there was a brokenness that kind of led you up to that event. Um, there was uh, some issues and some things and, um, and I've been going, uh, to a men's home and just doing a, for the last couple few months, um, been going and, and teaching some ministering and teaching recovery in a, in a men's home. And yesterday I was there. And one of the things that we were talking about, um, as we were processing and working through some of the steps was, uh, uh, fatherlessness, uh, or, or a, maybe not an absent father, but a father that wasn't able or equipped to give us the instructions, the directions that a father's role is very important. And, and a lot, there's a lot of men lacking that kind of guidance or that kind of affirmation or that kind of identity or, or, you know, and, and I think that's huge, and I think that's a good uh, a reason why we're seeing so much chaos in our world today, is this um, lack of of instruction and lack of guidance um, from our fathers, or ultimately from our heavenly Father. Now, you had an encounter in there um, at some point where you surrendered your your life your will your heart um to the lord yes in 2014 Mm -hmm. to be exact at uh, lancaster state prison you know you know and and man that's such like a uh like like such an important issue in a prison you know what they call it they call it daddy issues right like everybody has some type of daddy issue, right? You know, and 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 I refuse to believe that for so long, right? For so many years in my addiction, when I was in prison, running around. But it wasn't until like God took all that away out of my life. He took every single family member out of my life for at least five years. So I spent two years in the shoe by myself. Wow. Maybe God had me there to understand myself. But one thing like like God was trying to teach me like like we can love our family members, 
but we can love them to death. Mm. Right. And, 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 and it's, it's such a hard, like, like topic to talk about, but my mom locked me out of the house when I was 20 years old. And then which led to a murder, which led to a life sentence in prison, but which led to freedom. Mm. Right. I mean, I, I mean, there's so, uh, okay. I've been out two years. I'm going on three right now. Right. And I'm on my knees right now. Thanking God for every moment out here. And there's a message, right. That needs to be said, like, like why God has us like separated. I don't know, but, but I, the, his word has to be spoken though. Yes. And I just want to share like, like there's hope, there's hope in God. There's hope in his son, Jesus Christ. Yes. He's the only reason I'm here. Amen. You know, 27 years. I mean, I should have been dead years ago. Right. You know? Right. And, it, and, 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 and what he has shown me through men like Pastor Mike, Pastor Elias, like, hold on. Right. There's hope. Right. In any given situation, man. And it wasn't until God took all my family out of my life until I realized who he was. Mm. He was my daddy. <laughs> right? Wow. His word. It, you know, and, and man, I can't wait to, uh, after all this is over with, uh, to show everyone what the Lord has given me, man. Well, you're already... Like you're already doing such an amazing job. I'm so proud of you. Um, you've oh, been, man, when did you get released man. now? What was the date of your release? Uh, 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 April 23rd of uh, 2018. Okay. So, um, so you've been out for a while now and I was going to title this message or this podcast actually from prison to purpose. And you know, uh, oh, yeah. we, yeah. we, we connected while you were still in prison and, and was able to, to write some and I letters have that letter and, right here. Oh yeah. And, and so, um, but you know, it, it amazes me, um, how committed you've stayed, how true you've been, um, your, your complete, completely sold out for God and, and for community you know, the, the community of the family of God is a huge part of who God is. And, and we see it all in the book of Acts. We see it in the word. Excuse yes. me. No, I said service. Service, being of service. And uh, Matt, being I'm just, uh, I'm so excited. Um, just before everything started jumping off with the the COVID and everything you had just finished up your uh, minister training and I'm, I'm excited now that things yeah. are loosening up we're going to be licensing you to head did you ever think that 
that you would find yourself in a place where you'd actually become a, a, a licensed minister of the gospel when you were, you know, incarcerated. And, and uh, I can't think of a more hopeless situation than just serving a sentence where you don't have a date and you're just doing time. Um, and there was a point where you had gotten married to your beautiful wife, Rose, whom, whom we all oh, love man. and adore. She was a soldier, too. And uh, tell us about when, when you uh, went before board and you got, and uh, the first time. Yeah, the first time I went to board was in uh, 2012. And, uh, man, I thought, uh, like, I had everything in order. Like, I felt like uh, such at peace, like I was going to get a date. And I walked out of that hearing with a five-year denial. Mm, wow. So when I, yeah, after that five-year denial, I went back. And, and it just so happened that night, it was a Friday night. I'll never forget. And I had to give the word for the brothers on the yard. So, I mean, man, I wanted to go up there bitter, mm. you know. But I remember one thing. And, and I felt in my heart like, God took the last thing out of my life. Well, he didn't take it. I let it go. So after that five years, and now I came back and I told my wife, I said, uh, you know, like, like I let her go basically. Mm. And, and that was the last piece of something I had connected to the outside world that I let go. And I remember I went up there, man, and I told him, man, I said, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I have a peace. But it's a strange peace because, you know, it's so good to praise God when things are going good. But, you know, I want to tell people, like, like we have to. Praise God, even when things are bad. Come on. You know, man, and I'm telling you, that breakthrough, and I felt in my heart that was the last, like, containing thing I had that I gave to God in mm. love. And I said, God, I give, I give Rose to you. You brought her to me. She's not mine. She's yours. I just want to serve you. And then that's when things start happening. It was wow. like like three weeks later, man, they passed Senate Bill uh, 261. Like in a, an impossible situation, it extended the juvenile age to age 20. So I went back in front of the board, in front of the same commissioner that gave me the five-year denial. Wow. And, and you know... I just told him, I said, look, I'm here and, and, and it, it just doesn't matter. But I walked out of that, that hearing with a date and he told me, he said, Mr. Thompson, how much time have you served? I told him, uh, I think 27 years. And he said, he said, you paid for your crime. Like, and up to that point, I paid my restitution and, and everything 
like that led us to to that point was was like like God just giving me a gift, mm. which is why I feel like like such a responsibility to let people know like like in the worst of situations, like God is love, mm. peace, be still. Right. I mean, whoo, man, I, whoo, I, whoo, I'm thankful. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. His love is real. And until you get real in addiction, in, in what triggers your addiction, and you give that to God. Can I read something? Absolutely, my friend. I read, uh, I wrote uh wrote something in there on uh a key to inmates inner prisons <clears throat> you see a lot of men in prison right they're in prison for their crime and they're in prison for their actions for everything they have ever done right and i felt like that there were at least 13 years of that prison sentence i couldn't even look in a mirror I covered a mirror up. Wow. I couldn't look at, at what I had become. But I remember, like, like, I was going to all these secular groups, but I was still searching for for who God was. Right? Because everybody was telling me, like, like, like forgive yourself, Matt. Forget. I mean, I felt like this, like, I couldn't do anything on my own. I, I, I tried everything else. I tried pastors. I tried leaders. I tried dads. I tried everything else. They all failed me. And I was locked in this prison, man. And and the Lord <clears throat> laid something on my heart. Now I'm going to share it. It says, uh, okay, uh, uh, there was this group I was doing. It was uh, Houses of Healing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote this. Uh, they asked me to write something in five minutes, like to sum up. And this was uh, after 23 years in prison. And I was already free. I was already like broken, like through the addiction. <clears throat> and now I was searching who I was, mm. right? Because I could finally look at myself in the mirror. And I said, okay, okay, this is who you are. This is who God made you. There's defects, yes, right? And uh, <clears throat> this is what I wrote. It says, there is so much power in forgiveness. I can't change my past, only the decisions I make for my future. After 23 years and in two prisons, one behind bars for my crime, and the other in my mind for the unforgiveness for myself and I had for others. Mm. And it wasn't, and it wasn't like until I came like to the realization of that, like I was harboring so much resentment and it said, I'm finally able to clearly look at myself in the mirror and see the man forgiven of a past filled with pain. Look, hurt 
People hurt people. It doesn't matter in any given situation out here in, in men's homes and prisons and and it's it's only God's love and in his forgiveness that, that breaks that. Right. Yes. Um that's so that's good. It. Um and and <laughs> we need to be represent representatives of that love. Um and I love that. And you, so you said that was the House of Healing program? Yeah, yeah, House of Healing. So, um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was uh, uh, this, yeah, this group, it, it's a secular group, but there's, there's a lot of, like, meaning and wisdom, you know? And, and I just thank the Lord for second chances. Right. And I, I thank God for your your persistence. Um, that's only one of many programs and classes and uh, groups oh, that man. you were a Years part of. You really put in the work, my friend. And you know, when we talk and when we're going over all this stuff, I'm I'm amazed at all the um, at all the the knowledge um, that you've acquired, um, all the hard work that you put in. To break free, there's physical prisons, there's mental prisons, there's emotional prisons. And, you know, you were in a physical prison along with um, an emotional prison. You were holding on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I go into the prisons. We've been going in for quite a while now. And I'm always struck it just really, I just so appreciate the men in there that are willing to put in the work that, that genuine, genuinely want to change. They're so ready. We put in work on the streets, and now they're ready to take that same, that same energy and put in work for their breakthrough, for their healing, to get real freedom even behind the walls. Yeah, and that's one thing, like, I... I I think I've shared with you, Pastor Mike, before. Like, that's one thing I've seen out here. And it's so hard to share with people because I've only been out, like, I, I'm going on uh, over two years after doing all that time. And I see it time to time again. Like, people are chained. Right. And, and, and oh, my Lord. And who am I to say anything? Should I say anything? I mean, I'm like, I see it, and, and it's so clear now. Like, once I obtained freedom, right, I found myself, like, finding myself so easy to fall back into chains, mm. into bondage, right? job, bills, COVID, this, that. And I'm like fighting every day, right? You know, right? And you know, it. I mean, yeah. There's this uh, this autobiography I like to read real fast. It would take like two minutes. Sure. Right. And it would be, it would be like me summed up. Okay. Right. It says, "I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in." I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. 
It takes forever to find my way out. Two, I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I'm in the same place again. But it isn't my fault. It takes so long to get out. Three, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it is there. I fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Then I walk down another street. I get to a point where I can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Right. You know, I mean... Are you there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a bad connection. Oh, and and we know that that's the definition of insanity: continuing to do the same thing and and thinking that things are going to be different, expecting different results. Um, were, were you? No, it's not going to happen. It's, it's not. It's not going to happen. I love what you said about looking at the real you. Um, finally, being able to look at the real you—that's amazing uh, concept. Because a lot of times we get caught up in these, you know, personas and we're, you know, have these images to uphold. And, uh, and you know, uh, when I look at the real you, I'm just so grateful. Um, you know, since you've been out, um, you know, you're one of my best friends in the world. Um, I just really, I, 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 I'm so connected. And, and I, 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 I uh, our connection blesses and it helps me. And I, and, and I believe that it, it's, you know, beneficial for you too. And I think that that's a, a, a real understated essential of our day is for men to be connected, walking together, encouraging each other through the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, um, and accepting each other as we are. Wow, that's so powerful. That's one of the questions they asked me when I went to board. Like, do you have a, a support network, like a network of people who are there for you? And I have you, Pastor Ernie, Pastor Elias, like these men of God who are there, you know? And that's so important in recovery to have those men pulling for you. Right. Right. You know, yeah. you've been there for me, Pastor Mike. Oh, man. Woo. Well, our, our friendship blesses me as well. And I, I'm just so impressed. Uh, every day I know when I talk to you, um, I'm going to get encouraged. You, you're so, your gratitude for each day um, is amazing. And I think, you know, when the Bible talks about bringing treasures out of darkness, I mean, he's not just talking about riches oh, and that man. word. When you look up that word treasures, it actually in the in the Hebrew, it's, it's God's armory. 
And we've been weaponized by God to defeat the works of the enemy. And when we're working together, when we're united as the body of Christ and, and the, the kingdom uh, working together to advance the kingdom, that's what's going to make a difference in our society. That's what's going to make a difference in our homes and in our communities. Um, and everything that's going on right now, I know we were talking the other day, and you had mentioned that it was it, it was almost like a trigger or a flash uh, flashback for you, because riots are nothing uh, uncommon when you're behind the walls, right? When you're doing time. Oh no, no! And, you know, it felt like that. Like, you know, I I tell my wife this all the time: the vibe, like everywhere you go, there's lines, and it's just like. Uh, it does bring back, like, I was, like, a month ago when all this COVID, uh, actually two months, it was like, when I seen all these lines, it was like, man, it, it, it triggered, like, like times in prison. Like, in, in prison, lines out the door. You're going to wait for everything. And it's like that nowadays. Like, even through all this, uh, this, uh, this COVID, like, there's no patience, and and it, it triggers something in me too, mm. like, like, and I, and Pastor Mike, you know I call you, <laughs> and I and I talk and I share and I'm like, like, what do I do? I, and I thank you for that. We need men like that that we can call and get advice, right? You know, right. And just share, open so up, right express ourselves to, you know, a lot of, a lot of times men were, we're trying to hold stuff in. I wish we were half the communicators as some women are. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, just being able well, to express ourselves, huh? No, I said my wife is a good communicator. Yeah. And, but we as men, I think there's, uh, definitely a connection that we have to be intentional about about yeah. uh, working towards with other men uh, so we can be like-minded and uh, all of us continue to grow. You know, if something's not growing, it's dying. And so we want to make sure that we're continuing to um, you know, to grow and in our intimacy with God and our connection with each other. Um, it's so important that we're... Uh, intentional about these things. Yeah, and that's what I like about your uh, podcast. You know, if 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 we're sharing these experiences, it's helping somebody, and that's my hope. Yes, the hope, that hope, the anchor like for our soul. Seven years, God. Yes, Amen, and. and and every day I'm humbled, like, like, personally, I feel like more of a responsibility, like, like God gave me this, and, and it's for somebody. I don't know who, but we're here. Right. We're all the same. We're searching, you know? So do you have a, a scripture or uh, something that really was kind of the tipping point, maybe something inside of you, um, a brokenness that yeah. got healed or a, a, 
a scripture that really carried you through uh, some of those pivotal times? Um, yeah, I remember, uh, you know, I, you, you know, when I was fighting my identity, my whole life, I tried to mm. like, uh, I was a people pleaser. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I feel like that still. Like, but I remember uh, it was uh, Galatians 2.20, right? And, and I had to find, like, an identity in God and who Christ was. You know, I, as a child, I was looking for, for like, like man to show me life, and nobody could. You know, and I remember it was uh, Galatians 2.20. It says, but Christ liveth in me and the life which I now live is in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Mm. And I remember that that scripture. I meditated on that at Lancaster and Lancaster State Prison. I remember that night that that. It came to an end. My life, as I knew it, came to an end, you know? And I knew up to that point, like, I knew of God. I knew who God was. But every male, every man that was in my life failed me in some way, wow. like, majorly. Right. Like, hurt me, scarred me, right? So I was like a, like a hurt dog. mm you know, that night, I remember, man, and I had given my life to God, and I had relapsed, given my life to God, relapsed, given my life to God, relapsed, but I had, I never came to that point of complete, like, surrender, you know? Here I am in prison, you know, a celly, and, and I'm in here crying, God, you know, mm -hmm. but I remember, uh, the Lord shared with me, laid on my heart, like the only identity that I need is in him, yes. you know, and, 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 and until I seen that, man, I'm, whew, man, and it was after that moment that the Lord broke me down in many ways. In, in many like institutions, that wasn't the first time, but that was the time that I experienced God's love for the, like, wow. for the, the first time in my life, man. And it was like after a relapse, you know. And and I haven't used since. Wow. Since that night, I haven't used. That was... God took it all, man. Wow, that was the the turning point right there. That was your. Uh, Damascus experience. <laughs> oh man, but man, man, the deep things of God. Search for God with all your heart, and He will re reveal Himself to you. You know, I, I think it's tragic, it's and I think a search. lot of us um, have encountered, you know, times, especially when we're growing and developing. I know Pastor Sean. Um, you know, I think you can kind of relate to some of this, too, about just the the 
um, devastation that takes place when uh, when there's not a positive male role model in our life or maybe someone that we relied on or someone that should have been there wasn't there and the effects that that has um, on the rest of the on our identity one of a father's main priority main purposes is to instill identity in in a, a, in others that he's responsible for um, and I know Pastor Sean, you you can you can kind of relate to this topic too, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, <clears throat> speaking of sort of being a people pleaser and and trying to find my identity, my my dad that I thought was my dad was in and out of jail my whole life, and then um, then when I was sixteen, I found out that he wasn't even my real father. That my real father left me when I was a month old. Wow! So you know, my whole adult life, I was just sort of searching for a father figure, and I latch on to anyone I could, right. you know, and just wanted yeah. them to love me, to listen to me, to be there. And you know, it, it was hard. Even to this day, I still do the same thing. Right. Wow. And and you know, this is this is kind of the the whole heartbeat behind Sons of Strength, and this is why. I'm so passionate about this. I really believe that it's time for men to connect and to build each other, to be uh, there for each other and for the next generation. Be there to mentor, be there to be that encouragement, to be that um, safe place for someone, be that uh, uh, direction or that lighthouse, if you will, for for others that are... um, you know, struggling with something so important as identity, uh, man, that is so huge, and it really goes across the board. We've been talking about men, uh, but my my beautiful wife just joined me. Awesome, hello, hello. hello honey. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, man. And uh, you're doing great. Matt. And and hello, sir. And really, women are struggling in the same area. Um, and therefore they're oh, going, wow. they're trying to find connection. They're trying to find identity in a relationship and, and all these different things. And it can really be devastating, uh, when we're not, when we don't have a solid foundation. Um, yes, that's true. Wow. Oh, wow. So, as, yeah, you know, go ahead, yeah. my friend. No, but it wasn't until I found like my identity and who I was, right? And and it was Christ's love the whole time, you know? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until then that I was able to like like talk to God in a way like throughout my day. It wasn't like a prayer where I go like at supper time or it was a conversation. Mm. Like I had God in these prison cells and these 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 moments I had alone, and it was a uh, like a almost an all day conversation. Like God, get me through this. Like like you can do this. Like it, basically, all I had is a pair of boxers and a Bible. Right. You know, and it was like, man, I was standing on his word. I was like, man, your word says this, God. But it was like those moments I thank God for because I remember them. I wrote them down 
And they were moments where I felt like his unconditional love for me. Mm. Like he understood, like Christ understood hurt. He understood people letting him down. And he, he told me that in his word, like people are going to let you down. I'm not right. Flesh will fail you. Like, I don't know how else to put it, (laughs) you know, you know, but God's love won't fail you. He's going to be there. Be still and know that I am God. Right. And so operating from a place of identity, not operating for identity is so big. Oh, man. Man, it is. Oh, man. And that's what I wanted. I wanted my identity in Christ, not in what people thought I want to be, but what does God's Word want me to be? Right. Amen. The decisions I make, the people I, like, place myself around. And I I tell you this much, like, conviction will come if you place people around you that that aren't according to God's Word. You're going to be convicted. And you should thank God for that. You should thank God for that. Hopefully like, you'll be convicted for, for because that means God's uh, in the midst. <laughs> I just, uh, it's so amazing right now what we're seeing in our society and so many different things going on. And I can't help but believe if there wasn't more uh, strong God-like um, uh mentors leaders um that uh that were influencing the previous generation um that things wouldn't be different um but so you had the turnaround and you had your moment you hadn't used since then um you began to understand your true identity and once again you were able to finally look at the real you um, the Bible says to examine ourselves, and I think um, we can get caught up in religious activities or you know different things, and we could kind of miss that where where the Holy Spirit wants to begin to help us look inside and and find those areas that were broken, where we're lost, where we have a a, a, a false ide- identity crisis, and He wants to begin to heal. So we can be made whole and filled. Um, and, and that's what that word saved is made whole and complete. And there's a lot of people that are um, that have said a prayer, but they're still broken. Yeah. And uh, if I may say, um, oh, man. going back to identity, mm-hmm. um, we become a slave to something. We mm-hmm. become a slave to our past or depression or anxiety, we become a slave to um, past negative words that were spoken to us or what other people have said about us. So we become a slave to that. But in uh, Galatians 4, 7, it says, so you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. We are children of God. And when we start to find our identity in Christ, things start dropping off of us. And we have a, a new vision and a new uh, attitude and a new way to walk and just we can see that light and um, 
truly when we're introduced to the truth that's what sets us free and so a lot of times we don't realize Amen. that we, yeah we become a slave to something something outside of god we're not aligned with his word that tells us who we are and uh, we are children of the most high god therefore we have benefits we have rewards we are citizens of heaven we have keys to a heavenly realm and uh we we just forget who we are mm-hmm. we forget uh the power thereof we forget uh, the power uh, of god in us and uh when when especially if we've ever gone through um something hurtful in our past and someone has left or rejected us or abandoned us uh, we go around with that thought of of trying to please someone please accept me please love me please give me attention please please draw near to me but when we find our identity in christ we're no longer seeking man's approval but we're seeking god's approval and he says come just as oh, you are here i am here i am so we are no longer slaves yeah. Amen. Right, no. right. And, and the word says if your eye is good, your whole body will be flooded with light. So with an awareness, with the, with the glory of God even, if we're, our perception is good. And really as it's about having a healthy perception of ourself, a healthy perception of who God is. And that's going to that's gonna transfer to the world around us. Or our relationships, and and yeah. we're, when we're walking in that truth, um, that's really good, honey. Yeah. Preach that thing, girl. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was powerful, too. and 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 I and I do see that, Pastor Debbie, too. I I see a lot of like people having that identity issue, like, and it's so powerful until you come to that realization of who who Christ is in your life. I mean, and, and I share this with my wife all the time, like, until you see God in every single thing, mm-hmm. no, nothing is the same, Right. really. So, every single thing, God is in control. Right. It doesn't matter what I'm doing, God is in control. And he gives us the wisdom to make the right decisions. Right. To be there for one another. Yes. To share this experience and this hope to know that that there's hope in him only right yes thank you and we see it you know everybody especially in prison everybody's blasted with tattoos and you know and and once again i see it on the streets now they're they're tagging everything and just these riots and all the devastation all the and it's it's actually an expression of what's going on inside of them there's so much anger there's so much brokenness there's so much rejection that that they're expressing it by destroying businesses and stealing and and it's just an obvious expression of what's happening in their heart and uh we need to pray now more than ever uh for our society for our communities for our um for our law enforcement um, and just our, our society in general. Um, but we see, yes, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, and, 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 and all that that's going on with with the police and everything is is just, it's, it's shameful, it's hurtful, and, and I wish there was an answer 
and, and I, what I felt too, because I was praying last night, like, what should I share? You know, and, and it's this identity, like, mm. like I shared earlier, like hurt people, hurt people, right? So, so all these like, and, and I felt like the racial tension, mm. like my mind isn't on like, when I pull up to a store, it's not on, it's on like getting uh, eggs or, or milk and getting out of the store. But, I, but lately I've been feeling this, this, this tension. Like I used to feel in prison, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, and, and it's so weird, like, just right. because the way you look, people are hating you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one thing I think I shared earlier about this identity, like finding our, our identity in Christ, and, and I hate to even say it, and not even in family. Right. No, you're... You're 100%. What what the Lord took from me, like what the Lord took from me and what I see, right? It's everything's pointing to him. Yes. Like, look to me, like the the police are going to let people down. Judges are going to let people down. Uh, uh, Big figures are going to let you down, but but Christ is not. Mm. Come on. (laughs) Hey, uh, Christ is not, man. These are daddy issues, man. Come on. I've been dealing with them all my life, man, and I know, man, that 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 there's only one love, one perfect love, and and it's in Christ. Right. And there's there's only That's one right. truth. There's only one peace. There's only one uh, hope. Hope. Right. Um, Matt, we're down to oh. ten minutes, and I want to um, I want you to explain. I have a painting here that you did um, while you were in prison, and you actually did one for me since then, and you're working on another one now. Um, you're incredibly gifted. God has really just blessed you with an amazing gift. Um, but I have the painting here. We're going to put it on the camera. And I would like for you to uh, um, to explain what that painting means to you. What was your inspiration uh, behind that? Well, like when I shared, when I got delivered at uh, Lancaster State Prison mm-hmm. in 2014, uh-huh. it was it was something that that happened. Uh, like I share with people, it was like like God had to really show me something that night. Like everything else failed me, you know. And and being in prison, right, is is destitute. Mm. You're alone. Right. You're searching. Mm. You're 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 contemplating. You're like. And 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 I remember that night, man. I went to God. It, it, it was on a relapse too. I had given my life to the Lord, and, and a, a friend of mine came by and 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 uh, and slit uh, slid a rig under my door. And I remember I, I I shot it back out there, and and he he slid it back in under the door, and he said, "Hold on to it." I remember playing playing with it, and I remember I I, I ended up doing that that those drugs that night, but. It, after that moment I did it, I felt this conviction, mm. right? That came that that came to me and it was a conviction 
and I share with people like like I've heard people say they 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 smelled certain things, but it was an experience like in my heart, like this the search is over. Wow, you're not going to use after this point, man. Mm. And and you know the journey has been hard. It's been like so hard, but I'm thankful for every moment that that. The Lord has shown me his love. That's where we're going to find true peace. Yes. And I love that picture, the man standing there, the colors. Um, I know we were talking the other day, and you were adding black into another painting, the similar one. And you said, because it's not all bright, not every day is going to be bright. There, there are going to be difficulties. No. There are going to be challenges. But you are an excellent, excellent example of a true overcomer, my friend. Um, I absolutely love you, and uh, I'm so glad that we were able to, uh, to connect today, and I'm looking forward to connecting again in the future. Um, and uh, do you have any parting words for maybe someone that uh, has a loved one that's incarcerated, or maybe somebody that's in prison, but they're in a emotional prison, or they're in a, uh, a mental prison, or they're just bound to something. Is there some words of encouragement that you would share? I would say, uh, like, like God placed people in my life, right, mm. that never gave up on me, mm. right. He, I, I don't know why, but there's there's somebody in somebody's life that that is there for a reason and and i would say embrace that because you're going to remember that person years down the road god has a plan for your life and in until like you relinquish your entire life to him nothing else is going to work mm. nothing his love and, and I, I, I just want to share with people like like the 27 years has been a flash to me mm. and, and I wouldn't change anything Wow! because I know like, like God gave that to me for a reason and a purpose and I just want to share it wow you know that's one of the things that amazed me <laughs> I know ever since uh, we actually worked together um, went right after you got out and one of the things that amazed me was that your passion one of the things I it's I, I remember like yesterday is you said I can't wait to get back into the prison I can't wait to share this with other people I can't yeah. wait to and yeah, that's my dream after 27 years you would think back into a prison would be the last <laughs> place you would want to go and you're just so passionate about it I know that uh, that in these upcoming months and, and years, we are going to be walking in those gates and you're going to walk back out together <laughs> after sharing the hope, the the goodness of God, inspiring others that, oh, that God can turn around, that, that we can find freedom in any physical circumstances because you got your true freedom while you were still in chains. And that's amazing, my friend. Um, hey man, thank you man for the opportunity, everybody involved, and uh, 
I just hope to be able to uh, share share more. Yes, absolutely, and I know that God is going to honor that. That is your passion, and you you have so much inside of you. You've put in the work. I'm so proud of you, my friend, mm-hmm. and uh, and you're actively maybe you're not we are physically in the prison but you're we're writing letters we're connecting with men um if anyone needs uh to uh, an address we would love to help encourage men that are in yeah. prison women that are in prison even um our p.o box for sons of strength is p.o box 7097 san Bernardino, california nine two four one one uh that sons of strength we are out there in the prisons we're out there bringing men together um even being that role model that encouragement for uh anyone that might be struggling with an identity issue uh maybe just needs a, a positive male role model in their life um this is part of our the heartbeat of who god has called us to be and of course we we're uh, Center of Hope Church as well. My wonderful wife is here. Would you like to um, say uh, au revoir, my dear? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just w- want to say thank you. Um, just thank you for uh, hearing and watching the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate that. And we love yeah. the comments and the feedback. And Minister Matt, I just want to say thank you so much. Every time I hear your testimony or when you share i'm just so blessed by it and you are a wealth of information and i know we barely yeah we just touched the surface of what you can offer (laughs) yeah just the surface pastor debbie i remember uh i remember uh last sunday it wasn't this sunday but the sunday before last i remember you came up and touched my hand and you prayed for me Mm -hmm. and i i don't know what happened but I felt something in my heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Really, <laughs> like you, like Amen. Thank you for you and Pastor Mike, man. Oh man, thank you, Jesus. Yes, oh, thank you, yes. Jesus. We love you, um, and thank you, my friend, and thank you for everyone that tuned in today. Uh, once again, we have groceries, we have resources, we have whatever we can uh, do to help encourage and build the body of Christ. We are here. God loves you. We love you. And from myself, my wonderful wife, from Pastor Sean and Hope Radio, um, we just once again, thank you. Bless you all. Thank you. (laughs) Hope Radio. Hope Radio. (laughs) We love you. God bless you. And have an awesome, awesome day. Yes. See you, man. Your lips, they speak the truth My selfish pride reacts